Good morning, all, and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. This is Russell, your host. How are we all this morning? Good morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. Morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. And we say good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Father, for a new day. We thank you for another opportunity to come to you. We thank you that even though we come to you, you never really left us. As Jesus said, you are always with us even unto the end of time. Even in our challenges, even when I don't see you, you are working. Even when we can't feel your presence, you are there. In all our pain, at times, when we fail to pray as well, you remain silently and you stand there. And in every circumstance, you are pouring out your mercy. Sometimes your silence is part of your mercy. May you let us learn and you let us rise. And at other times, when we pray and we ask you to intervene, Lord, you take over. You grant us the revelation and the understanding that will help us take that next step. You provide your angels, your destiny helpers that will help us rise above. We thank you, Father, that you pour out your peace and your joy into our hearts. You pour out your wisdom and understanding. And you are able to make every grace abound towards us. That we shall be found lacking nothing. That same peace and joy, Lord. That same everlasting love that you show towards us. We share it with all those that are part of this prayer meeting and praying family. We share it with all those for whom prayers have been requested on this group, with all those that are Christians and do not know you, all those that do not want to know you and have turned away. Let their hearts be turned towards you, their eyes be opened to see the truth, and your glory, your light shines through, setting them free. As we make our prayer this morning, Lord, we call on your name, the name of our maker, our creator, our father, who is the lifter of men, the Elohim Adonai, the Lord of lords, the God above all, who is the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, who always honors faith. He is also the God of David, whoever shows mercy. And that mercy for us is renewed every morning. The Ancient of Days, the Father of Light. And we pray in the name of your Son, Jesus, the one who brought us our salvation, our rock, our refuge, the Lion of Judah. He is the sheep gate, he is the door. And he is the one who shall judge the quick and the dead. And we pray in the name of his spirit, the spirit of truth, the breath of the father, the source of life that comes and hovers over everything that is void and formless when the word is spoken. The one who heals our backsliding. And it is he who has now taken up residence in our body, making it his tabernacle. So that when we look at our bodies, our own existence as his temple, then we are able to make and offer our prayers, our incense at all times. We are able to commune with you throughout the day and the night. 
for you are with us. We don't need to go anywhere else. We thank you, Father, that you reveal to us the truth in your word so that as we learn your word more, as we study it more, we get to know you more. As we digest it more, our relationship with you grows stronger. And as our relationship with you builds, Father, we come to an understanding of the authority we carry, of how your kingdom and your systems work. We are able to work in accordance with that government to establish our abundance and to walk in that dominion that you allocated for us when you first created us. We thank you, Lord, that you blessed us with the gift of prayer. You have blessed us with the gift of your word. And we thank you that you make every resource available to us, including angels and destiny helpers, that we shall be found lacking nothing, that in every situation, it does turn around and work for the good of those whom you have called according to your purpose and who have confessed their love and their belief on you. We thank you, Jesus. In today's reflection, I'd like to touch upon an altar of prayer. What, is, what does it mean? And how we can tap into God's mercy at our altar of prayer. It is actually a very deep concept, but I might try and just touch a little upon it. An altar of prayer is a place that you dedicate to coming to the Father in prayer. Your secret place. It is the place you meet God. And there you establish your tabernacle. The tabernacle of His presence. You not only set aside that place, but you make it a process and you build consistency into it. So you would go to that very place in your house at the same time every day to meet and commune with God. A prayer altar goes beyond just that physical location though. It is the way you live your life that becomes part and parcel of your schedule, your, the pattern of your, your daily life. And when you make it a pattern in your prayer life, then God starts to take you seriously when you commune with him there. So an altar is a place where the divine and the human worlds interact. And there is a connection established. It is also a place of exchange, of communication and of influence. With consistency, it becomes a portal. So that every time you enter into that space with that condition in your heart, you enter that portal. It gets activated. That is, it takes commitment, consistency of place and time and the right attitude to set up your altar. It must be intentional. It is not casual or random. When you are intentional and you are serious, you show God your commitment he reciprocates it with his commitment. And that is one of the basic things when we are focusing on setting up our secret place. And as you build consistency, you will notice that he starts to show up quicker. He now knows that when you come into this place, you are there 
not just to rest, but to make it that communion with him. Let us look at biblical basis for such altars. And the most common one that stands out is from Genesis 28. Jacob stumbled upon one such altar. That altar was made by his forefather Abraham. And he called it Bethel. It was a pile of stones that had been erected by Abraham as an altar to God in thanksgiving. And when Jacob rested his head on those stones and slept that night, he saw a ladder between earth and heaven, like a portal. And angels were ascending and descending. And so he called it Bethel, the house of God, the gate of heaven. He didn't know that altar existed there. But all the same, it did have that portal. So when he lay his head on that altar, he gained access to that portal. He could see it in his visions. And then when he woke up, he said, surely the Lord was in this place and I knew it not. That is the power that an altar can carry. That the presence of God remains in that portal there, in that place. So setting up your altar of prayer at your tabernacle is important in order for God to listen to you. Now, with this background, I'd like to touch upon a concept where we can tap into God's mercy. When Moses designed his tabernacle originally, which was under the instruction of God, the four corners of the tabernacle had horns on them. And they were considered to be holy places. Tapping into the mercy of God involves grabbing a hold of the horns of the altar of the tabernacle. It means going to God with all our hearts and crying out for mercy based on what Jesus did for us on the cross. Hebrews 4 verse 16 talks about approaching God's throne of grace with confidence so that you may receive mercy and find grace to help in your time of need. So approaching his throne with confidence that we may receive mercy and find grace. You approach that mercy seat in your tabernacle at your altar of prayer that you set up through your consistency and commitment. And Psalm 119 verse 145 says that you are granted access through Jesus. Just like God would welcome Jesus, he welcomes you. So now you have access. We enter his gates with thanksgiving in our heart. We enter into the courts with praise and through the blood of Jesus, as that psalm says, as well as Hebrews 9, we enter through the blood of Jesus into the tabernacle. When you start communing with him and he shows up, you know there is a tangible presence of God in that place of prayer. That's when you hold on to the horns of the tabernacle. Let's look at Scriptural reference for this. Where exactly is grabbing the horns of the tabernacle referenced from? 
There are two references that I'd like to touch upon. One is in 1 Kings chapter 1, verse 50. Adonijah ran and held on to the horns of the tabernacle when he feared for his life, fearing Solomon would kill him. And again, we hear of Joab in 1 Kings 2, verse 28. Him running and holding the horns of the tabernacle as well when he heard of Adonijah's fall. For fear of being killed by Solomon, he again ran to the tabernacle and held on to the horns. And the Bible records they were shown mercy. So the horns of the tabernacle represent that holy place of refuge for fugitives. When they grabbed the horns of the altar of that tabernacle, they would receive mercy. So it is for you. How do we use this in our lives? When we are in dire need of mercy, we invoke this principle that whoever grabs on and holds on to the horns of the tabernacle and stands in between those horns of the tabernacle is forgiven and can be forgiven by God as well and is saved. So in your place of prayer, when you commune with God, and you want that mercy to intervene in your life. You grab a hold of the horns of the tabernacle in your place of prayer. And you speak it to God in that communion, in that communication. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that we understand this principle of being able to invoke God's mercy, your mercy. So that when nothing seems to work, when everything's failing, when we have made serious, grievous mistakes, and when we need your assistance and intervention, when, they, when A, all the storms around us seem to pressure in and press on us in our lives, and nothing that we do seems to work. That we always remember that we can grab onto the horns of the tabernacle and plead for your mercy. We can always stand before your mercy seat where you appear in your tabernacle. And when you show up, your grace is sufficient. We ask, Lord, for that edification, for a gain of that wisdom from your word, your principles that you make available to us through your gospel so that when we apply these in our lives, we shall step into abundance. We ask for that edification in our spirit today. And as we pray for spiritual edification, we also pray for our physical and our temporal needs. We pray in a special way for all those that are battling sickness and disease. Those that are hospitalized this day, those that will undergo any kind of procedures. And I'd like to pray for a dear friend, Barbara, this day that will undergo an eye surgery this morning. We thank you, Father. 
that in the name of Jesus, she is completely healed. That surgery is successful. We thank you for anointing her doctors. That everyone that is part of that surgical process follows your instruction. We congratulate her on this successful surgery in advance. We thank you, Lord. We pray also for all families that are battling sickness and disease. That are battling the disease of separation. Of mindsets that are poles apart. Of any kind of differences in their thoughts. That even though they live under the same roof. They do not talk to each other. Anything that seeks to steal, kill and destroy from them. Father, we come against it in the name of Jesus. We curse and we rebuke that spirit of division. That spirit of animosity. Spirit of divorce. We bind that in the name of Jesus, especially over the families that we now pray for, Lord. Every such spirit that seeks to grab hold on them and bring that division, we bind them in the name of Jesus and cast them out of these homes right now. We ask for your spirit to take over these homes, Lord. We welcome you. We know you stand at the door knocking. You said when you Enter these homes if we welcome you in. You shall come in and commune and dine with them. We welcome you, Lord. We bid you take your place as the head of this family. Just as the Bible says, you are the head of the tent. So that when the Most High enters in, the Most Low must leave. We pray also for all those that are battling all kinds of strongholds and limitations in their lives. Especially those that are battling joblessness, those that are battling financial challenges, those that are battling busyness in not having time to pray, not having the inclination to pray either. We ask for a quickening in their hearts, Lord, that they might call on your name. That they might receive their salvation. That they might enter your kingdom. We pray also for all those members of our families and friends that have not yet received us their salvation. That their hearts be quickened as well, Father. And we raise our own personal needs, those of our families. Father, we thank you that you have heard us, that you always hear us. When we release our prayer and our faith and make it our prayer of agreement with each other and with your spirit, there you move and that prayer must be an answered prayer. We will not accept any other outcome. Lord, we stand in perseverance and persistence. We continue to release our faith. We shall not doubt, we do not fear, but we trust in your word. That it being a seed will do, it knows what it has to do and will do what your word says. And you have glorified, magnified that word above your name, your integrity, that signs that word. It must be fulfilled. I encourage all those that can pray in tongues to unmute and join in. 
those that are praying for the gift to release your tongue and ask the Lord, the Holy Spirit to take over. And when you make your prayer and release your faith on the intentions you are praying for, I'd like you to pray with authority, legally authorizing God to step in on your behalf. Let us understand and pray from that frame of authority every day. Every prayer must be an answered prayer. We must insist on it when you stand in that authority. Let us now make our prayer in the spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. <laughs> Shandakiya Shandakalaya <laughs> Sandakada <laughs> 
Rakato The words that were spoken to me this morning come into your holy place and abide in me and with me. Let me feed you and hold you tight. I am your Lord and your shepherd, and I love you. The scripture I've been given is 1 Peter 1, 13 to 16. Therefore, gird up your minds, be sober, 
set your hope fully upon the grace that is coming to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, do not be conformed to the passions of your former ignorance. But as he who called you is holy, be holy yourselves in all your conduct. Since it is written, you shall be holy, for I am holy. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. The Lord says, <clears throat> I am a holy and awesome God, but I also live among a people who are humble and repentant so that I can restore their confidence and give them hope. Come unto me, all you who are tired of carrying heavy loads and learn of me, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I invite all my dear children to come, come into the bosom of my sacred heart and enter the deep recesses therein where you will find joy and peace and solace for your souls. These are troubling times, my children, but do not forget I am with you always through the power of my Holy Spirit. Have recourse to my Blessed Mother and to beloved Saint Joseph, the terror of demons. I leave you with my peace and blessings. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Bless you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We have a scripture that has been shared in the chat as well. This is from Ephesians 6, verse 18, which says, And pray in the Spirit on all occasions, with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert. And always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Before we conclude, just a reminder about this week's Bible study session, tomorrow's Bible study session. The topic is the principles of spiritual protection. And we will learn that every Christian has to be under appropriate spiritual authority. We will also learn the three uncompromising demands of God that apply to all Christians. We shall share links for people to join on Zoom and on YouTube. We shall share that message on our Telegram group this day, as well as on our Facebook page. Please share it with your friends and family and invite as many people as you can. Let them partake of that presence and take it home. It is that presence then which is over their lives that speaks to their surroundings, their environment, their circumstances, and that's where the transformation starts. So give them that presence as a gift. And let the mercy and the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and his favor that comes out of his jealous love for us. Let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day 
so that as we are blessed, let us in turn go out and be a blessing to everyone around us in the name of Jesus and for his glory. Be blessed and have a wonderful Thursday, everyone. Thank you, Russell. Thank you, James. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Thank you